The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. I'm your host, Yue Shu, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host, Julie Kraftchik. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything, from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. We are excited you've joined us for an older episode. While our earlier seasons were all about dating in San Francisco, we quickly realized all the themes and learnings are universal for all daters, so we shifted to covering dating from all around the world as the seasons progress. The fun part is, things happen first in San Francisco, the tech epicenter and counterculture capital of the world. We love for you to keep tuning in to our older episodes, but there is no set order to listen in, so feel free to jump to more recent seasons or relevant episodes for you. Enjoy the show. I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often an hour's. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one-day rule on its head and offer back-to-back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code DATEABLE and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. This episode of Datable is brought to you by Scoot. Shared electric scooters you can ride anywhere in San Francisco. Datable listeners get a special deal, $10 for three hours of scooting. Sign up at scoot.co forward slash dateable or use the code HOTDATE. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Datable, a show that opens up a candid conversation about dating in San Francisco. 
that voice that you just heard, folks, in your ears, in your gentle ears, was the humming of my co-host, UA. I feel like people are so sick of hearing our voices, but I'm sure nobody's ever sick of hearing your angelic voice, Michael Vargas. So on each episode, we dissect a dating story, and today we, we have kind of a theme going on in our studio. I would call you guys the Marina Bros. Can, can we just say that? The Marina Bros. <laughs> Yeah, so we met these awesome guys at the Mr. Marina competition, which, you know, before going, I was like, how douchey is this event going to be? And it was 110% douchey, but in a really good way, because I was thoroughly entertained, a dog peed on stage, people were naked, lots of thongs. So all for a good cause. We have one of the contestants here, Jake. How are you, man? I'm all right. Now, you talk about the awesome guys. Unfortunately, they weren't able to show up, so they found me instead since they knew I would have no plans tonight. It kind of worked out perfectly. Well, you know, when you're always on the JV team, you're just used to that Understood. kind of position. Understood. Yeah. Understood. Do you have a dating story for us? I'm assuming we've all gone on dates from Tinder before, yes? I never heard of it. Right on. What ended up happening sometimes, sometimes when you go out with, with another person on there, they don't really look so much like their pictures. Mm. Catfishing. A little bit. It's more like, um, you know how kind of like that whole thing with like Tom Brady played with underinflated footballs. They're kind of using photos that aren't really playing. They're not to scale either. So I get it. Gotcha. They got me. But um, <laughs> sometimes that'll happen and you're less, you, you find out that that person's not so attractive in person, but you're already there. It's kind of, you know, brought up with manners. So I wasn't going to just bail and makeup being sick or something like that. As expected, the date didn't really go so well, uh, mostly because of the fact that I just was not interested by that point at all, and I apologize for that. That sounds a bit shallow. But from her photos, you were quite attracted to her. Sort of. More than anything, she Steve Urkeled me. She was really persistent after a while, and I was eventually, I was just like, fine. Fine, I, Laura, I, I, I did the Laura Winslow, I caved. You're hoping she's gonna be Stefan? I was hoping for Stefan. <laughs> I was hoping for Stefan. Oh man, I'm so glad we're all old enough to know that. Half of our audience just dropped off at this point. Okay, please proceed. Oh, she asked me to go back to her place with her. She was very upfront. How long were you on the date before she proposed going home with you? Maybe an hour, hour and a half. Wow. Was it just drinks? Yes. Who paid? I'm gonna plead the fifth. <laughs> Interesting. So she was really into it. Well, that happens. I bring up to her, I'm like, listen, I'd kind of rather just be friends. I'm not really feeling it like this. Um, and it's, that's, that's unfortunate, that kind of hurts. I know you can't really, sometimes when you get played that card, when it gets pulled on you, that doesn't feel so good. I mean, I've, I'm very familiar with the friend zone. I think you get used to it. I mean, if the friend zone were the end zone, I'd be Cam Newton. <laughs> Just my other line that I recycled was, I'm so far in the friend zone, I met her boyfriend's parents. <laughs> How is she not taking it very well? Like, what's going on to show that? You can kind of see, like, in her, in, like, her expressions and things like that. She's it's kind of like, it's fine. No, it's fine. Like, very, you know, kind of like when my dad would see my report card. It was just very, like, it's kind of this, like, weird, like... <laughs> disappointed, a little bit angry. The weird thing was more so um, after I leave. And so I receive a series of text messages, Facebook messages, ranging from like maybe, uh, I'd say from about like one in the morning to about like 10 in the morning. And you guys were Facebook friends at this point? 
yes. Why? So she kind of kept being very persistent with me. You guys talked on Tinder, then she found you on Facebook? She did. Wow. That yeah, is so what she worked on was getting you to progressively commit to the idea of who she was. Like, okay, we're doing this. Okay, now we're friends on Facebook. Now just saying all those little yeses. Right. And that was interesting. I mean, that wasn't really a problem to me. The thing was, the Facebook things was mostly a guilt trip, but then the really strange thing was when she started uh, she started calling me the N-word a lot. What? what? <laughs> like, oh yeah, like, I mean, I'm really, she was very upset and I kind of get that. Like, I don't, maybe, maybe she feels like that I led her on in some way, shape or form. Did you send her any dick pics before meeting her? Before meeting her? No, it was but after, <laughs> it was like, look. Consolation prize. Look, you're, you're not missing much, like, it's great. <laughs> And they weren't my own dick pics, they were somebody else's. That's what was made it really weird. She kept bombarding you with um, messages over Facebook and texts, and then how did that end? It ended with her telling me she was taking a bunch of Xanax, and then she would, she would call me the next day. I'm like, no, that's cool, I'm good with that. Oh Are you serious? I'm, no, this is dead serious, like this is all like, not a, none of this is exaggerated. It was a really strange. I really like to get her on our podcast because I really like to hear her side of the story. I wonder if she's like this this guy Jake. I'm totally attracted to him. He was leading me on with all these messages. I thought we were gonna do stuff. Like I wonder if what you did or said triggered this in her. Cause I don't think women pull crazy out of thin air. She presented herself. I'm like, you know what? Like this girl's been very, this girl's been like reaching out to me for a long time. I'm like I don't have plans tonight, whatever, let's go. Did yeah. you ask her out or did she ask you out? She asked me out. Wow. Yeah. How do you feel about that when girls take charge like that? I like it. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, so you were into this. There was one aspect of her personality I thought, like I said, I gave into the fact that it, there was persistence there. I have a question for you, UA. Like, have you heard a lot of women talking about times where they said to the guy, hey, listen, let's go back to my place, and then and the guy saying no? Have you heard a significant amount of that? Never happening? heard of that happening. I feel like women, for the most part, can feel the situation, and they're not going to yeah. say that unless it's like a sure thing. Yeah. And I would. No. I would completely disagree. You would disagree? Have you had that? Well, I would, I would disagree that for, I would say like 95% of the time, it's just gonna, if a girl says that, the guy will say yes. Like not 100% of the time by any means, but a lot more than the other way around. What about you, Jake? What are some of your takeaways from this? Like, what have you learned from this process? Maybe try like Skype before <laughs> meeting somebody that you met with oh. on Tinder. That's actually not a bad idea. Or yeah. Skype or like call FaceTime. It was kind of adorable. It is wait, wait, wait. Is there is there any app out there that allows you to FaceTime after like the communication is So here's where if we really want to make gazillion dollars, here's where there's an opportunity for dating apps to incorporate video. A few apps have tried it. It's failed horribly because of technology and the lag time. But I feel like if you had it's like speed dating, right? If you connect both swipe right and you connect, you have to speak to each other for 30 seconds over video, I think that's gonna eliminate a lot of this like catfishing. Isn't there an app that allows you to leave video messages? I like Snapchat, you can send little short video messages back and forth. Yeah, like a Snapchat, Tinder-esque something. I feel like there must be, but it's not catching on because yeah, nobody's no using it. I think my takeaway is don't friend someone on Facebook before you met them. Oh, never. Especially someone you met on Tinder. Oh my gosh, never accept that invite. Michael, what are your takeaways? 
Uh, one of my takeaways is the is uh, what I really liked that Jake did at the end, which was say no. Like I think so many guys just jump in or say yes, which I don't know. I think there's something for holding standards for yourself and saying no more. And I think it if us guys said no more, I think we would get a little bit more respect in the whole dating scene. Period. Oh, let me clarify that that does not imply that I have standards. <laughs> my bad. There's always like the thing like that girls can have bad sex and guys like it's like pizza it's never bad right well, like, that, I don't yeah. think that's fully true I don't yeah. agree with that. what what can make sex bad for a guy um if you uh if you take too much of a Cialis and you actually aren't able to uh even climax okay <laughs> has that happened to you no I just I read the I read the <laughs> no I read the reviews online what else Mark I mean if they're just not into them at all like they're like they're not, you're not attracted to him in any way. Yeah, it'd be like you made the mistake, but you were like 10 times drunker than Jake was. Uh, you sent him out enough with this girl, like, wait, what's going on? That, that, that would be very good. Yeah. There's also um, uh, effects of poor hygiene. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? All over, down there? Yeah, not all up and down and left and right. That's why I got FaceTime ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are we saying FaceTime or something else time? Yeah. Genital time? That that's important beforehand. Genital time. What's that website we guess oh, guess her muff? Guess her muff. Show you a picture of a girl clothes and then you have to guess what it is and then you click on it and they'll show you her. Doesn't like a match them sort of No, it's one at a time. Guess, is it guess my muff? I want I want people oh, at home to know. Because it's not oh, right. You have been selected to nope. take no. part in our anonymous <laughs> 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 Wait, were they asking for your muff UA? Is that what they were saying? Is it about your muff? muff yeah. <laughs> it's vagina ecology now. They changed it? Yeah. Yeah, vagina ecology. So see, okay, uh, we're gonna go through this. You, uh, Michael, sorry, you can't see this. We're seeing this blonde yeah, Eastern pretty European, good, pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Natural, hairy, trimmed, patch, landing strip, bald, vajazzled. What, what do we think? Bald. Bald. Yeah, you know, I go like a little bit trimmed. I'm trimmed? definitely going vajazzled. Vajazzled. You guys, we have to come to a consensus. I'm gonna go bald. Just cute. Bald. bald. Okay, we're going with bald. Yeah, she is bald. No, no, no. landing strip. Yeah. Landing strip. That's, that's a yeah. very oh. tiny landing strip. That's like for say. very small private. Place. I mean, I would say she's bald. Who submits themselves to like? I'm sure she does not know that she has been submitted to this. <laughs> but that like is a knows. landing strip. This is what happens. She might know. Michael, I will send you these pics after. Okay, thank you. Okay, shall we move on to the question of the day? There's nowhere to go. The from. question of the day is, should I do bald or a landing strip? I feel like there's a fine line, no pun intended, between bald and landing strip. Okay, so we do have a question of the day. This comes from Tracy, who says, How many dates does it take to be in a relationship? I've been on six dates with this guy, and I don't know if we're together together. I think it really totally, it kind of just depends entirely on the circumstances, how your experiences with that person have been. I'd say if it's like, I've known, I've had relationships where I knew it was a relationship maybe like three dates in. Mm. And I've had some where I've gone on probably seven before realizing like, this, there's no way this is gonna work. This is fun, but this is not gonna work. 
And so I think it's, it's circumstantial, unfortunately. And I'd say, obviously, you have to get both people's opinion on that whole matter. But Who I brings it up? Do you usually bring it up? Um, depends on when in my life you're talking. Like, right now, yes. Mm. When I was younger and, like, a little bit more insecure, uh, that would probably be one of those things where I kind of just, like, hope they bring it up. So now you actually have a definitive conversation about it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. DTR. DTR. Yeah. So people actually do have these conversations. I feel like my last boyfriend, we never had, we didn't have the conversation for a while, but it just kind of felt like it, like the three dates, like right. we both were, we didn't have the conversation, but we both felt it. And then like, probably like two months in, he was like, we're walking down the street. He's like, talking about a relationship he's like we're in a relationship right <laughs> like yes well, yes yeah, we're in a relationship i think this is all that's all kind of ties together in the fact that if you actually have the confidence to bring this whole thing up because it is it is somewhat of an uncomfortable it's an uncomfortable thing to bring up yeah. but when you do bring it up the other person is like oh thank god i didn't need to bring it up i mean i think the most natural way is if you go out with your friends and mm -hmm. you you introduce her as yeah. your girlfriend and that's like oh okay that's defined yeah. but when you actually have the conversation i agree it's super awkward really i think it's so opposite are you into this like do you like to have dtr conversations no i i just think that when that happens it's so obvious it's like obvious before you actually have that that conversation it's like you know if you're gonna ask someone to marry them it should be kind of obvious at that point that you're gonna ask them to marry them you feel like you're taking a <laughs> shot in the dark with like is she my girlfriend or not then yeah then you're yeah. Right. Like I think right that's stage. the answer to that you question. You should be connected you enough know, that right. the conversation is natural. Right. Exactly. If you're asking the question, you're probably not not on the same page. <laughs> I remember one time I was seeing a girl uh, and this was a time in my life where I wasn't looking for a relationship, just looking for different people. Um, and I, I never brought it up to her because I never thought that it, we were even close to it. But then I told her, oh, yeah, I'm also seeing this other person. And she started freaking out. Um, so we were definitely on we were definitely on very different pages for sure. Yeah. Um, so that's what I think it's if it's obvious. I guess my thing is I should have brought her up earlier that I wasn't interested in her as a girlfriend. Uh, but it should be pretty obvious. Like an upfront contract. This is why I think on a first date, you should always ask each other, what are you looking for? I think sometimes, like, yes, like, sometimes you know what you're looking for, but then sometimes it is the person, too. Mm -hmm. But is it the chicken or the egg, right? Is it like you're ready for a relationship, or is it just meeting the right person that you want to be in a relationship it's with? It's a million-dollar question. It is. So which is it? Which? Well, it's a roll of the dice, I think. I think you got to try out both. I think you have to kind of like, you have to be willing to take a chance on somebody. I don't know how many people come meet with each other and have like this contract and be like, hi, here, we're going to go on four dates and we're going to determine at the end if this works or not. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. I like the formality and it's great and it's a comedy concept, but yeah. I don't like, I don't, I don't see it practically. I mean, it removes emotion from the entire equation. Um, I also think that there's times where people aren't, they're kind of using this as like an emotional crutch too. Yeah. I think there's times where you go through something like when I first moved out here, I went on tons of dates when I first moved out here because of the fact like I didn't have friends. Yeah. I lived in well, I mean I, I had a job in which I didn't work in an office. Um I lived in like the suburbs. So mm -hmm. I meeting friends was super hard. Going on like Tinder or like just meeting a girl at the bar with like someone that some like someone that maybe I knew kind of well, some dude, would be like that would be kind of easy. Mm. But the making friends 
was really hard for me. And that was like, at that point, you're kind of just like, well, I'm just gonna go do something to do something because I don't want to be by myself all the time. Yeah. And that's the one thing that I always like recommend people to do is go, it's hard, but the more important thing I think is to make friends first and then find a girl. So you got that support. And so you don't have to just go on these random dates and kind of in the midst of like being connected with someone. So I do want to answer Tracy's question because she talks about six dates with this guy. And I think that's something really interesting because she's trying to quantify a relationship when in this city, you could go on six dates with someone in the course of six days or six months, right? right? So you really can't quantify in that way, like I've been on six dates with this person. But research shows that it takes 12 consecutive dates with someone to know if you want to be in a relationship with them. So does that make me clingy? What does that make me if I'm like kind of, I realize that right away? Does it make me like psycho ex, that, that girlfriend meme? I think, I think you bring up a good uh, point, Jake. I think a lot of people are like that where they want one or two dates and then they expect it to be like, okay, now we're official. Meanwhile, you don't even know who the hell this person is. But I think I would argue that even the 12 dates is arbitrary. I feel like it all is like the quality of the time you spend mm-hmm. together. Right. The connection. How and long you does... go on 12 dates and not know anything about them. It was like a half an hour, an hour each. Like how well do you know someone in 12 hours? it's not the dates that are the most important it's the communication between the dates because in the beginning it's all about momentum Mm -hmm. and when you see each other once a week or once every two weeks you're re-getting to know each other every time but if you're communicating in between then you're building that momentum so I feel like Tracy you should look into more not just the six dates but how is your communication in between those dates you also don't want to have like the text only relationship right that you don't actually you want to have the real life interaction yes for sure okay any last um takeaways for everyone (laughs) i say more time more time is helpful you don't have to wait forever but uh give yourself more than a date or two we don't we can't really figure i personally don't think we can really figure someone out really quick um so allow time time tells all jake any last thoughts what is it diana ross said you can't hurry love you know (laughs) i think that's See, Diana understands. If you're one of those people who's expecting a num- if you're expecting a result from a number, you're look going about it the entirely the wrong way. I hate to sound like some old storybook cliche or something like that, but when I think when you know it's right, you know it's right, and when you know it's not going to work, mm-hmm. you can't force it. You can't just you can try. It's but you know it's not going to end well. <laughs> that was a good edit one. Guys at home, don't forget to submit your stories. And remember, you can always be anonymous. And last but not least, thank you very much, Jake, for being here. And Michael? Stay dateable. Dating's important, but you can't hurry love. Being single can be amazing. It's time to connect with yourself, friends, and our amazing city of San Francisco. Hop on a scoot yourself or with some friends to explore the city. Take a ride to Smitten Ice Cream or to the top of Twin Peaks for a great solo or friend date. We bet you'll fall in love with San Francisco. Sign up for just $10 with the code HOTDATE or go to scoot.co forward slash dateable. To connect with us, visit dateablepodcast.com.